I'm joined now by RNZ business reporter Kim Moody. Kia ora Kim, a warning issued by the Financial Markets Authority. Kia ora Charlotte. The Financial Markets Authority has given property investment firm Duval Capital Partners a formal warning for misleading and deceptive statements to investors in its mortgage fund. The FMA says information provided to investors in December and January about Duval's plan to restructure the mortgage fund is misleading. The firm is proposing to wind up the fund and convert investors' units into shares in a new Duval company. FMA Executive Director Paul Gregory says Converting cash distributions into units is not permitted under the conditions governing the investment, and investors don't have to accept that decision. The formal warning is our way of making sure that Duval investors have enough information in front of them to help them to make the decisions that they've been invited to make by Duval in the communications in December and January. And the public warning is a response to a harm that we can see, so we, we can respond quickly to things. Uh, we reserve our right to take further action. Duval Capital Partners says it is disappointed the FMA has issued a public warning against the company for direct communication made to a small group of investors. It says the fund has been closed and the communications have no relevance to the New Zealand public. Investors have received further communication to clarify statements that may have been misunderstood. Last year, the FMA issued another formal warning to Duval for the way it was handling wholesale investor rules in property, in property offers. Activity in the manufacturing sector has edged higher, with employment levels at their highest levels since August 2021, despite a tight labour market. The BNZ Business New Zealand Performance of Manufacturing Index rose 0.8 points in February to a seasonally adjusted 52, still below the long-term average of 53 points. A reading above 50 indicates the sector is in expansion. Employment levels meanwhile jumped markedly, that's despite unemployment sitting close to record lows. BNZ senior economist Craig Ebert says such labour market strength may further fuel inflation. There's also a question mark as to where all these people are coming from because everybody knows that the market's exceptionally tight. It's still on balance, very hard to find people wherever you are and whatever you do. We did, in that case, to wonder even more about the extent to which the migration story is starting to feed into this. Uh, we know the, the migration numbers are starting to pick up to be net inward, actually strongly so. So to the extent that they might be starting to feed into these supply constraints, providing more people for the labour market could be an important story to wonder about as well. Craig Ebert says the number of new orders also rebounded last month, though they're still below the historical average. Low-cost, not-for-profit KiwiSaver provider Simplicity is calling on financial regulators and consumers to put an end to excessive investment management fees. From the start of April, the company is cutting its fees again to a standard 0.3% fee on its conservative, balanced and growth funds. Managing Director Sam Stubbs says Simplicity has reached a size where it can pass on the economies of scale, but other companies are on a gravy train and pressure needs to be exerted to bring it to an end. The regulator, I think, has, has an obligation to keep, keep the spotlight on that as being a prime consideration. But the market's got to provide solutions as well because it is not an expensive business to run. Remember, you know, you don't have to have any branches. You have to have very, very little physical equipment. There's no regulatory capital. I think people think that fund management is an expensive business to run, but it absolutely is not. And there are enormous benefits of scale 
which should pass through to investors. Shareholders should certainly get a fair return. But right now we think KiwiSaver managers, a lot of them are getting a, a vastly outsized return and it's ordinary New Zealanders who are paying for it. Sam Stubbs says Simplicity is charging between half and two-thirds less than its competitors. New Zealand needs to ease tax and investment rules to attract overseas investors to build to back build-to-rent developments. The build-to-rent trend, offering long-term tenancies to renters, is well established overseas but has barely started here. London-based Paul Wynne-Stanley of the global real estate firm JLL says there are barriers in this country to entering the sector, but there's plenty of appetite internationally to invest in such developments. Build-to-rent has been driven by institutional investment and has become a real global opportunity. And that's been a really important part of the story for really getting the sector off the ground in recent years. How could government policy and legislation help us all to achieve our aims of a really quality rental sector across the country? The government has introduced a tax change to reintroduce tax deductibility for build-to-rent. And yesterday the National Party said it would have the same overseas investment treatment for build-to-rent as for retirement village and student accommodation and give deductibility for interest costs and depreciation. Let's head to the markets now. For the latest, we're joined by Mark Fowler of Hobson Wealth. Kia ora, Mark. How's the New Zealand market looking? Yeah, good afternoon, Kim. Look, it's been a pretty... Uh, pretty rough start to the market this morning. The NZX 50 gross index is down nearly 1%, trading at 11,719 points, and there's a bit of a sea of red out there at the moment. So Ryman, as an example, that's down nearly 3%, trading at $5.29, and the, the scale of the equity raise uh, the last couple of weeks is still a touchy subject for investors. Uh, other notable names in the market, Kiwi Property Group, that's down nearly 3% also, trading at $0.89. Cents. Uh, Somerset Group, they are down over 2%, trading at $8.60. Uh, and Fisher & Paykel Healthcare, also down over 1.5%, trading at $25.48. So a bit of a rough start this morning. Yeah, not the best end to the week, perhaps. Um, how's the ASX looking? Can we get the headline number, please? Yeah, sure. So the headline number for the S&P ASX 200 is 7,207 points. That's also down about 1.5%, so a soft start in Australia also. Okay. And just lastly, uh, can we get the New Zealand dollar interest rates, oil and gold? Yeah, sure. So uh, New Zealand dollar is trading, holding on to 61 cents against the US dollar. Against the Aussie, we're at 92.50. Against the yen, 83. Against the sterling, we're at 51.10. And the euro, 57.60. With the New Zealand trade weighted index currently at 70.6. In terms of interest rates, we're at three-month bank bills. They're trading at 5.25%. And 10-year government bonds, 4.52%. Uh, oil that's trading at West Texas, that's West Texas Intermediate at US dollars seventy five fifty a barrel, and finally gold. So spot gold is trading at US dollars one thousand eight hundred thirty one an ounce. Kia ora, Mark. That's Mark Fowler of Hobson Wealth. We heard Ryman Healthcare mentioned there. They've just wrapped up its $902 million capital raising with the sale of shares not wanted by small shareholders. It says about a third of its retail shareholders didn't take up 25 million shares they were entitled to. Those shares have been have now been sold at $5.25 each. That's a $0.25 cent premium on the offer price. That surplus will be passed on to the shareholders who didn't take up their entitlement. Chief Executive Richard Umbers says the level of support for the capital raise from retail and institutional investors was pleasing.